Welcome back, Crosspoint family. Um, I am so grateful that you are joining us for our read-along series where we will be going over Vaughn Roberts' book, Transgender, which is a talking points series book that is addressing what our culture is experiencing in the transgender movement. And so I am here with Ben, and we are excited to dive in because there is something important for believers to find in this discussion, and we hope that it stirs us to love Christ more and to love our neighbor more. And so, Ben, I just want to hear from you. What, looking at the book, what are some what are some intro thoughts about how Christians should start thinking? Yeah, I think the first thing that just pops out is just how big of an issue this has become, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he m- mentioned that this is a serious issue. This is coming. It's hitting the culture. And he wrote this book. The last print of this book was in 2019. And I just think of how much more has changed since then. So we see in 2016, you have Bruce becoming Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. That's publicly affirmed and celebrated on the media. And then with that, I just kind of brought this cultural tidal wave that just washed over us in the last seven, six, seven years, where it's really manifested where I, the year I graduated college was the year that we see Leah Thomas, who became super big. And she swam on a male, he swam on the male's team and then he switched to a woman. And then his senior year, he switched to the women's team and he swam for on the women's team and won tons of titles uh, for UPenn his senior year. And so we just see this cultural movement that's happening that even today you hear stories about Target and Bud Light, all the professional major sports Mm -hmm. leagues, all of them are just advocating and pushing this, that your self-expression is what matters most. And they're pushing this transgender movement where it seems like it is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this, it's the month of June. So it is especially everywhere. There's a month of the year out to celebrate LGBTQ. And we know that T is for transgender. So yeah, Ruth, how has transgender changed? How, how, what is it? W- yeah. What does it even mean? He does mention in the book, it's an umbrella term, but help us further understand what it means when someone says they are transgender or they know someone who's transgender. Yeah. So I think one of the important distinctions that we see within this book is someone not experiencing within their body what they were born as. And so that doesn't always mean that they are going to be switching from one gender to the other. They may experience in themselves experiencing no gender or experiencing themselves on almost a scale within gender. Um, And this can be like really disorienting for someone who has never experienced confusion within their body, whether that's body dysphoria, meaning like just a hatred of their body. Um, We see that amongst girls who experience anorexia and different things. And so there are groups um, who experience this and have a little more compassion Mm -hmm. naturally to say, hey, I've really experienced the reality of like, I view myself as something opposing to what reality tells me. Um, But this is specifically in context to gender. Um, And this book makes an argument that I think is really relevant. I'm just saying, if we are going to speak in this cultural issue, we should know the language being used. Yeah, that's Um, key. Yeah, of just recognizing, hey, where are people coming from? And if we're going to stop the conversation at choosing to speak in language that's unhelpful for their ears, then we're just not going to gain an ear to share about the good news mm-hmm. that Jesus has. Because good Jesus has good news. He has liberating news um, yeah. for anyone struggling, but someone who's struggling in this area specifically. And this book takes one really important step and says, hey, there's a cultural issue happening, but we need to, we need to zoom in to the human being being discussed, and we need to reckon with the person. Because this is not just an issue. These are yeah. human beings made in the image of God. And so, Ben, I think in this conversation, 
it's important that we recognize there's people. Yeah. And learning their language is like showing some hospitality to say, hey, I want to understand the terms that they're using and how they came to those conclusions to use those terms. Because I think that's important of like, however we feel about the terms doesn't matter in the context of saying, am I willing to listen Mm -hmm. to a person who is struggling and hear their story and and how they came to this? I don't have to agree. Mm -hmm. I never have to agree. But I do need to show respect and dignity to every person. And and on the conversation of terms, I think he makes a really helpful clarification in chapter one where he defines the difference between intersex and the difference between transgender. Yeah. Um, This is something I think can get often cloudy. um, Yeah. And often the intersex becomes the ground in which people argue for transgenderism. Yes. Right. And so what intersex is, is that somebody who's born, and this is a result of the fall, they're born where their gender is not entirely clear. Yeah. It's a very, very small percentage. Yeah. But it's a real thing that people have to wrestle with. On the other side, what transgender is, and he'll quote this at later, he quotes Sam Albury at a later chapter. He says that what um, transgender is, is that there's a religion, there's a belief about what you are in your mind and that your body needs to conform to that rather than what the Bible says. And what, what people have always believed, is there something about your body that your mind needs to conform to? Yes. Right? And so, so that's just a helpful understanding. It's like you're changing a body from one specified religion, sorry, one specified um orientation and gender into another orientation, another gender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a helpful clarification because people always scream intersex, intersex, intersex as a justification for transgenderism. Yes. And most people who who are born intersex do not identify as transgender. Yeah. Um, They see kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a bit of a wait and see game when it comes to trying to not make any surgical decisions yeah. before it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that Christians do need to grapple with. Yeah. Because it is hard mentally to to wrap our heads around. Um, but it's like anything. The fall has tainted our bodies, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Um, and so it matters. Yeah. Um, and, and Christians need to think about it. So Ben, what would what does the book address when it comes to the Christian response here? Yeah, I think he really, he ends the chapter, the first chapter with, it's either a, a yes or a yuck. Like there's a yay or a yuck, right? Mm. The two natural bends that people want to respond is, wow, that's amazing. Yes, celebrate. This person is expressing their self all the time. They're expressing their real steps. They're taking a step out in faith and we need to celebrate that. Mm. And the other common thing that can happen is that we're like, ew, that's nasty. That's disgusting. How dare you do that to yourself? And we either want to celebrate and run in and hug them, or we want to push them away. And he talks about how the Christian response really can't be either of them. Yeah. Really, it's really not something that we can celebrate. It's a it's a vice. It's something against the will of God, mm-hmm. the will of God for their life. And so we, we can't celebrate. We can't celebrate that. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, we can't reject them. We can't look at them if they're anything less than human. We can't mm-hmm. look at them if they're not image bearers of God. So he really points us to this, this middle ground that we need to to find themselves in, and that will that will grab the rest of this book. Once we understand we can't say yuck and we can't say yay, then as we engage the rest of the content, he's going to help us see how we ought to love the way Jesus would love these people. Yes. Um, and we're seeing within our culture all around a spirit of celebration or disgust. Yeah. And I think it's important for Christians to realize that all areas of sin, we have oftentimes this response. Yeah. And so there may be where you're like, oh, I don't feel that way about alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But I feel that way about someone suffering with 
transgenderism. Yeah. Or I don't feel that way about um, premarital sex, but I feel that way about homosexual sex. Yeah. And so it's important for Christians to say, I need to allow God to shape my view of sin mm-hmm. and convict my view of sin so that it becomes in alignment yeah. with his will. And I think that's one of the big encouragements is to say, hey, recognize some of your um, comfort with certain sins and your discomfort with other sins and yeah. let Jesus raise the bar. Yeah. Um, and that let that bar raising be something that also raises the bar of compassion for the narrative of salvation. Yeah, and I think a common thing is that Christians in this time can think that we're, we're better than Mm-hmm. We're better than these people because we're not into those gross sins. And even someone who might be listening to us who might be struggling with a sexual sin like pornography or premarital mm-hmm. sex or whether you're a gossiper, however it is, we we want to look down on people. Um, we want to look down at people who are transgender as if they're less. But in the eyes of God, what we're doing is imagine imagine we're in New York City. Mm-hmm. Imagine that God is on the top of the Empire State Building. What we are doing is we are jumping on top of a box and saying, look, I'm taller than you. I'm taller than you. Mm-hmm. Looking down on that person, we have like two feet on that person. But in the eyes of God, from the top of the Empire State Building, he looks down and we're like the same level. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're both sinners who are separated from him, but whom he loves so much that both of us at this level, he sent his son to come down yeah. and to meet us where we're at, to reconcile where, us where we're at, to save those who are deep in sexual sin. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, we are so grateful um, that you joined us. And so we ask that you would join us next week and tune mm-hmm. in. So in between now and then, we'd ask you to read chapter two. Thank you so much for choosing to think well and to love well, because that's what God calls us to do.